0: Today's program was brought to you by MailChimp. More than 6 million people use MailChimp to design and send email marketing campaigns. MailChimp's new automation features make it easy to provide timely, relevant information to your customers and prospects. Learn more at MailChimp.com slash automation.
1: I'm Erica White, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Hey, and welcome to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonnie, and today we're coming to you live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You can listen to, the, to After the Jump live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on heritageradionetwork.org or download the podcast on iTunes anytime. Today marks the 85th episode of After the Jump, and the last show before Heritage takes a quick summer break to gear up for the fall programming. So I wanted to dedicate this show to a topic that's not only applicable to anyone in the creative community, but that sends us off on a note that inspires further thinking, collaboration, and ultimately, action. When I asked for what themes listeners wanted to hear for today's show, I got a request for a topic that's been kicking around the back of my mind for... I don't know, 10 years, for some people, myself included, the desire to do good and make a bigger difference in the world can be hard to juxtapose with our desire to create beautiful objects, whether they're paintings, pottery, or a brand new website. The art and design community at large is sometimes dismissed as non-essential because in the bigger sense of survival and meeting basic life requirements like water, food, and shelter, most of us aren't producing things that on a daily basis can change the survival essentials for people around the world. But it's those moments of realizing that my daily to-do list involves a lot of social media updating, choosing furniture to put in posts, and picking fabric swatches that really makes me realize that unless I'm training to work in aid relief or to become an emergency room doctor on the side, I couldn't be further from making the sort of difference that I really want to make. So many of you listening have expressed similar sentiments, so I wanted to give this topic the airtime I think it really deserves and the careful consideration I think so many of us really want to hear. While there are indeed parts of design that aren't tied to everyday survival, there actually are so many parts that are tied to it. From product designers creating water filtration devices for people without clean drinking water to graphic designers and illustrators creating artwork for nonprofits that need help raising awareness, there are an infinite number of ways that the skills, passion, and vision of the creative community can be used to do good. So for today's show, I want to walk through some of the ways that artists and designers are giving back to the world at large. I'm going to talk to a few people who are making it a part of their daily life and break down the steps that all of us can follow to use your creative abilities to do good in the world. There are so many ways to give back, but I want to start off by breaking down some of the major avenues that other people have had success with in our community. The first one is simple. It involves donating a portion of your profits or donating a good in exchange for somebody else supporting a charity. Some big examples that most people are familiar with who use this method are Warby Parker and Tom's, both of which donate a product for every product purchased to someone in need. Companies like Housing Works that donate a percentage of their sales to very specific charities, and then also smaller independent sites. One of my favorite is a shop called Morea Seal, and they allow 7% of their profits to go to a charity of the buyer's choice. So that's something that's a little bit difficult for everybody if you don't have enough profit to be able to donate. But it's a great option if you want to do something simple and quick that can be automated on your website. Another idea is to donate your time or your efforts. One of my favorite groups that does this is called PEER in Portland, and they mentor homeless youth on creative skills that will serve them in the professional market. There's also Tina Shoulders of Laid Back Home in New York City, who created an exposure camp to educate inner-city students to creative fields and the skills and software associated with them. Another wonderful example is Firebelly Design in Chicago. Founder and managing director Don Hancock has not only found a way to use her many, many design skills for good, but she's made it a major and permanent part of her business plan. I'm so excited to talk to Dawn today, and we actually have her on the line right now. And we're going to talk a bit more about how her desire to give back started. So, hi, Dawn. Thanks so much for talking with me today.
2: Hi, Grace. It's it's a pleasure to be part of this.
1: I'm so excited to hear about how this all started. So, what inspired you to incorporate giving back into your business in such a big way?
2: Well, I mean, to be honest, um, shortly after college, I kind of found myself doing some volunteer work uh, for a, a small cancer organization kind of as a, as a personal way, um, almost sort of selfishly to, to heal from the passing of my uh, of my mom when I was a kid. Um, but they had some pretty terrible design, and I knew I could make an impact on that side of it. So um, while it was healing for me, it was also really uh, helpful and impactful for them. And then kind of over, over time, I started to really see the impact not only – Um, you know, of the change in the design that they were getting, but also the impact that what I was specifically doing was having on individuals. Uh, There was a, I can remember specifically, there was a cancer um, campaign that, or uh, I'm sorry, an anti-smoking campaign that was specifically to um, help women stop smoking, and I, I created the entire thing, and for me, that was probably the most impactful thing I've ever done, and with that, um, I saw people stop smoking and who knows, you know, what the impact uh, years down the line that could have on them and their families. And so for me that was very, very uh eye opening and rewarding and shortly into that volunteer um effort I was also um kinda surprised with the uh untimely passing of my dad and so When all of these things are sort of swirling around and happening at the same time, it was very eye-opening to say, like, life's really short and you don't have a lot of time, so why not uh, do what you can? And so I quit my job in kind of a corporate setting uh, to start my own company with the the mission to do design for good.
1: You've done so much good already, but um, I'd love to just break down some of the specific ways you're doing that with Firebelly. So what projects and initiatives did you start to start giving back at your company level?
2: Yeah, well, um, probably about 12 years ago, we started uh, something that we call now the Grant for Good, which is a a way that we've been able to give an entire year of our services away to one nonprofit. Um, And not only does that make an impact, uh, you know, from just like the, the larger scale of giving them a full suite of materials, but it also really gives them an education on the value of design and why uh, it's important to invest in that. So that that was sort of a big one that started everything. Um, And then over the years, we've started a number of programs. We have our own nonprofit arm now called the Firebelly Foundation, which was initially started to help with uh, the community of Humboldt Park, where our studio has been for the last 12 years, uh, through a program called Reason to Give. It helps individuals with basic needs. And so that's, I think that's a great example of a program that's not about communication design, but it's about, you know, design for communities and um, not something where you have to, in that case, we didn't, you know, we didn't, um, I mean, of course, there were communication pieces with it, but it was it was much more about one-on-one individuals and helping them. Um, and that's really kind of how the, the foundation has grown. We've also started a summer camp um, to help young designers who are uh, in college or recently graduated with um teaching them kind of how they can do this themselves as well and make an impact with their skill sets uh there's a there's a university program um specifically to help uh in- interested parties who are looking to to do social design for uh, for their businesses so it's more like a an incubator program um And then there's a lot of community design-specific community programs where we've helped, like, create a mentor program with our local AIGA chapter. Uh, We've built out um, this annual event called Type Force, which which brings the community together to help showcase the uh, design going on in the city. So there's all kinds of interesting um, ways to do it. It's, you know, we've done these ways, but there's all sorts of different ways, um, obviously, for lots of people out there to get involved and do these types of things.
1: It's so inspiring to see how much you're able to to get done, um, and I think one of the things I always think about is what does this sort of work, the, in particular the giving back work, bring into your life, but also to your company's life. How have these initiatives affected the people around you in terms of their happiness or sort of feelings of of general worth?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, there's no question that doing work that you feel like is making a difference um, in you know other people's lives is going to make you feel better about the work you're doing. But, you know, in the big picture, I'd say the number one thing that really um, it's brought to me and all of us at the studio is really amazing people. You know, the folks who work here don't work here because they're they're getting paid the highest salaries and, you know, in that it's really much more because they're doing work that they think is impactful and that's important for them. Um, we have some really great folks who've come through the studio and then clients who see the work that we're doing and want to be part of that as well. So it's great to, to be able to do all this stuff, but the, the people at the end of the day are really what matter the most. And for me, it, they're my family. They're my friends. They're the people who um, I lean on every day. So I feel really fortunate to be able to um, to get all the opportunities to do these things that bring these wonderful people into my life.
1: Absolutely. And how involved are your teammates in sort of choosing the efforts that you as a company will pursue um, to give back or to do good for other people?
2: Oh, I, like 100%. This is It's a group effort. Everybody who works for me and works in the team is, is you know, in my eyes, somewhat equal partners. It's its a collaborative effort, and we don't do things that we don't feel like are good for all of us. Um, if, if something doesn't feel like it's a good fit, whether it's a client or our um, a program we might, um, some crazy idea I might come up with to start something, you know, we we talk about it and we decide. Frankly, our summer camp's a good example. That was a—that was an idea that came from a, a former designer um, on the team. That wasn't somebody, that wasn't my idea. That was somebody who said, would it be cool if we started a camp for younger designers? And I said, yeah, it would. Let's do it. So, yeah, it's definitely not just all about me. It's about everybody who works there.
1: Um, I think you and your company are sort of this wonderful living example of, of how people can do this. But what advice would you give to other artists or designers who want to use their creative talents to help more people?
2: Well, I mean, you know, you, you heard the story. I didn't. I didn't start this um, this empire uh, just with a. You know, I didn't sketch out a business plan and say, "Here are all the things I'm going to accomplish." I started because I was I was volunteering and doing something. To help me through a, a personal issue I was dealing with, and so for me it was uh, a great way to, to to help someone else in in healing myself, and because of that, the the you know the domino effect happened, and so all of these things have come from that. But I know it's easier said than done to say you know just go out and do it, but I think volunteering is an example where it's not about how much money you have, it's not about um, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be about a specific skill set. It can just simply be about your time and, and spending time with somebody who you think is going to um, really use your expertise or your shoulder or whatever it may be. Um, and finding a cause that really, uh, I think, speaks to you is a great way to do that. Of course, you know, when you actually do have that opportunity, like I've been fortunate enough to have, and, you know, trials and things are going to come up, I think it's really important to kind of find a way to roll with it and not to give up and to um, to keep just pushing forward because there's always going to be challenges. And, I, you know, we certainly have them at Firebelly, and I think it's a great um, testament to say that we've all kind of, you know, we, we get together and we figure out how to solve problems and together as a group and we keep moving forward. And asking for help and, and reaching out is not a sign of weakness. It's I think a sign of strength, and so the more you can reach out and talk to people, and um, the better uh, for sure. And, and I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So if anybody listening to this is interested, don't hesitate, reach out. I'm always happy to help. You know, people uh, think about their ideas. So
1: that's so wonderful. And before we go, Don, I just wanted to ask you one last question. Looking forward, what are some sort of issues or needs in the community that you guys are excited to sort of start working on, or that you think the design community as a whole, should really be looking to to use their talents to help.
2: Well, um, one of the things I'm really excited about right now that is uh, not even just the design community—it's even really just the the world. Um, I'm really excited about creating a platform where all of these ideas that people are coming up with, whether it be you know something like our summer camp or our um, you know our, our mentor program that we created, anything like that that people are doing. Across the world um, I want to create a platform for that to be able to be open source and share uh, so that anybody out there can find uh, examples of those things and use them as inspiration to create their own um, their own versions of that uh, programme or organization um, so it's actually in process right now and I don't know any I don't have any uh, launch dates anytime soon planned, but um, that's, my, that's my big excitement uh, moving forward, for sure.
1: That's fantastic. Um, thanks so much for being here, Don, and thank you for all the great work that you do, not just for the creative community, because your company has always been inspiring to people like me, but you've done so much for people across the country, and you're such a great example of how design really can be a part of the greater good. So thanks for talking with us today.
2: Thank you, Grace. I really appreciate that.
1: Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. So Go um, we're going to take going to take a quick break, and I'll be back with some more ways that the creative community can help out with the greater good.
0: This episode of After the Jump is supported by Mailchimp. More than six million people use Mailchimp to design and send email marketing campaigns. Mailchimp's new automation features make it easy to provide timely, relevant information to your customers and prospects. Instantly send welcome emails product recommendations, special offers, and more. Segmentation, personalization, automation, all in one. Learn more at mailchimp.com/automation.
1: Welcome back to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonnie. And for today's show, we're talking about the ways that the creative community can give back and do good for the greater world. So, before the break, we were talking with Firebelly Design and founder Don Hancock about some of the ways that she's used her business to give back. But I want to talk about a couple other ways that you or individuals can give back, one of which is to use your art to educate. In bigger senses, there are great examples in the artist Walker Evans or Kara Walker. But I think in a small sense that we can all relate to, there are people just like the rest of us who have just started out with their businesses, people on Etsy, like two users. One is Allison B. Designs, and there's another KB Studios, both of which regularly make prints to raise awareness for multiple sclerosis and for autism causes. And that's something that everybody listening who spends their time creating sort of small-scale editions of things, you could easily devote one to a cause that you're passionate about or that needs your help. And so using your art to actually get across information education, or even statistics about things you think that are important is another really powerful way to use a visual community and the visual tools we all have to help other people. One last category I want to cover is the idea of raising awareness. And one of my favorite people who's doing this, I think, in a great way is a graphic designer from Chicago named Charlene King. And I got a chance to speak with her earlier this morning. And I wanted to ask her at first what inspired her to incorporate giving back on a bigger sense.
0: Like, probably since my youth, I've always been really interested in uh, working with uh, causes. I don't want to say charities, because a lot of times it's also just, like, things like like what's going on in Ferguson, or, like, uh, the teacher strike in Chicago, because, like, it's just always been part of my nature to really want to, like, change and help the community around me. Design just happens to be my profession, so uh, where I can help out using design often has the biggest impact.
1: One of the things I think Charlene has been so great at with her career is being able to come up with very concrete projects she can do that use her artistic skills to give back. So I asked about the specific projects she's done recently to do that.
0: Like, probably since my...
1: Sorry, not the right spot.
0: A few years ago, my friend uh, Janet Kinsman, uh bike-a-bee, uh, she wanted to raise money for the uh, survivors of Hurricane Sandy, and she was doing that where, like, for her ten, a 10 buck donation to uh, the Red Cross, she would draw you an animal. Um, so, like, for me, she drew a sloth, and I thought it was really cool. And then um, a little while after that, she got into a horrible bi- bike accident where someone actually reached out of a car and grabbed her and slammed her into another car. As you can imagine, she needed to raise money for medical reasons. Uh, So while she was hosting the fundraiser on Give Forward, I just thought it would be nice to, like, take what she did for charity and uh, turn that around and raise money for her. And then when her Typhoon Haiyan happened in the Philippines, you know, um, a bunch of friends, And I got together and we were like, yeah, I think if we banded forces, we could raise a lot of money for this. Um, I talked with my friend Justin, uh, Jana, because you know she's really into this idea. Um, My friend Missy Titus out in San Francisco, and we got together and we just put up the Tumblr and we left a schedule of like when the artist would be on call. And so if you wanted a specific type of illustration, you could donate money at this time. Missy did like a lot of robots, Justin did some hand lettering. And then what was really cool is we started getting other artists who were like, yeah, I'll totally volunteer time to do that. And it ended up being this week long fundraiser. And um, yeah, I I forget the total amount we raised, but I think it was around like $1,500. And it was like, seriously, like maybe an hour a day from each artist
1: that's just one example of ways that independent artists can give back that really target something specific and make a big difference. And I think it's always fascinating to find out what people really learn from their experience. And so that was a question I asked Charlene to uh, share with us today.
0: You know, I think as a designer, I often get hung up with creating projects that are like perfect upon delivery. And something this project had taught me was that like, it really doesn't take as much effort as do you think to like get something up and running and for people to be receptive to it especially if it's like a positive contribution to the world and you can improve upon it as you go along like when Jana did it she first started out with just the twitter feed right and then when i did it for her i had like a little wordpress that explained the situation and my twitter feed and then this one we were like well it's you know like let's Let's start this Tumblr and we can ask friends of ours to also tweet so we spread the network. And it's like these slight improvements with each uh, iteration and round, you know? Um, And that was probably the best lesson I took away from it is if you want to get something good in the world, just do the minimum amount possible to launch it and people will be there to help you out to like make it better.
1: The last question I asked Charlene was about advice that she had for other artists and designers who wanted to use their talents to help more people. And I think what she said was incredibly helpful.
0: I think they just need to fill the gaps where they see them. Um, like the Chicago teacher strike, what was really hurting me just even like on the inside was this idea that like keepers and journalists who had in previous years supported the Chicago teachers like... Wholeheartedly. They were critical of the system and the leadership who were misappropriating funds, uh, giving people raises where there should not have been raises, huge and, like, bloated uh, salaries for uh, administrators who were clearly failing the system. Um, and then all of a sudden during the strike, they turned it around, and I'm still not quite sure why. Um, they turned it around, ignored everything they've said in the past, and were just slamming the teacher union, you know, and, um, and that just to me seemed like a huge gap because it's really hard for people, especially outside of the local area who haven't been reading like the Reader or Tribune for 10 years, to like suddenly like try to understand the situation. So I created the site chicagostrike.net where I broke things down uh, in a chronological sequence to answer the primary questions being asked by um, the people just learning about the situation. I don't think you have to be uh, an expert in any type of field, but, like, you know, uh, I I participated once in a hackathon that was uh, healthcare-focused in Canada. And, you know, these are just doctors, nurses, EMTs, and, you know, because they see gaps in their professions, you know, they wanted to hook up with uh, designers and engineers to come up with solutions, you know. Like, one of the biggest problems in Canada is uh, patients don't have access to their medical files, They have to go to their doctor. And so one of the professionals I hooked up with wanted to create an app that delivered results to the patient. And because it's an electronic system, it can be reliable, verified, and secure.
1: Projects like the one that Charlene talked about are a wonderful example of how people with creative skills, even those that lean towards the aesthetic and not what you would typically assume would be so helpful for the greater good necessarily, can be used in such incredible ways. So I think sometimes thinking about these things can get a little overwhelming. And even hearing specific examples, it feels a little daunting to get started. So I wanted to break down some steps that I thought would help anybody who's interested in using their creative skills to help get started. The first thing you have to do is make a clear list of what you have to offer, the time you have, the skills you have, any product you're willing to donate or work on, and any time you have to promote. This list is going to come in handy when you're ready to reach out to people. The second thing you want to do is research, but research two different ways. You need to research the needs not being met in your community, and then research causes you already care about deeply in organizations or areas that need help. The next thing to do is to make a high low list of ideas that you can do to help people from something as small as donating a print or a piece of artwork to creating an entire section of your business devoted to helping that cause. Then break each of those items into smaller goals that you can chip away at day by day. I find it's easier to get these sort of big do-good projects off the ground if you team up with someone else. Plus, you get to double the amount of work that you get done, and the two of you together can give larger exposure to a cause that you care about. Step four is to reach out. You have to talk to people and groups and organizations to see what they need. You can send them a link to your work and then the list of skills and time and help you can offer that you made in step one. Now, sometimes when you reach out to groups, they don't always have a perfectly neat list of things that you can do to help or a list of things that a designer in particular could do. But so sometimes that means you have to strike out on your own. So you need to go through your high-low list of things you can contribute and then start promoting them on their own to other sites and publications to get the word out about the things you're willing to do. Because no matter what field you work in, there is always a way to give back and help people who really need it. Whether you clear aside a few hours a month to do work pro bono for a nonprofit, or commit to donating a more permanent piece of your time and income to giving back, doing work that benefits the greater good always comes with benefits that are hard to find and replicate in other places. Not only will you get a chance to use the skills you've earned through hard work and have let you pursue your passion, you'll be showing the world firsthand how any individual can take a moment to stand up and do something for their fellow neighbor. Thanks so much to Dawn and Charlene for joining me on today's show, and thank you to everyone out there who's already using their creative skills to make a difference. And to all of you out there who are about to start and try something that puts your talents to work outside of your normal day-to-day setting, thank you for leading by such a wonderful example. I'm going to be back in two weeks, but until then, thank you to all of you for listening and for your feedback and support for this season's show. I'll see you in September.